0: Welcome, everyone, to a Mediascope Brief. My name is Tachi. I talk all about media tech and pop culture news. Welcome! I hope everybody's doing well. So let's talk Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guru. He wants to build a moon colony. No surprise, he's been doing some space exploration development, but he has big plans for the moon. If he could just get there with a little elbow grease and a satellite... It could become a platform from which to build out the space industry, according to TechCrunch. And while a partnership with NASA and ESA and others would be best, Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos' company, will do it solo if it has to. So they spoke at the Space Development Conference in L.A. with Alan Boyle. And Bezos chatted about the idea of making the moon a center for heavy industry, which he thinks will help conserve resources here on Earth. He says in the not too distant future, decades, maybe 100 years, it will start to be easier to do a lot of the things we currently do on Earth in space because we'll have so much energy. We'll have to leave this planet. We're going to leave it and it's going to make this planet better. There are some people I could think that I need to leave this planet anyway. There's plenty that Earth would still have to provide, for example, minerals and resources that can't be sourced from the moon. But in other ways, a lunar manufacturing base is a no brainer, he says. There's sunlight for 24-7 solar cells, water sequestered beneath the surface and plenty of regolith to build with. Just don't breathe in the dust. So, he says, it's almost like somebody set this up for us. Interesting. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have their thoughts about why do we need to mess up another uh, <laughs> habitat? We've already done plenty to this one. But in any case, he may have a point. Let me know what you think about Jeff Bezos trying to really heavily colonize the moon for industry. I'll be back soon. Cheers. Welcome back, Pandora fans. You may be interested to know that they just launched a family version of their premium service. Yes, just when you were looking for something else to spend money on, here comes Pandora with their family version. So... For $14.99 a month, up to six users can access premium features because the individual version costs $9.99 a month. So you might just want to grab somebody's kids or your friends and call them family, whatever the case. The new subscription option was added with not that much fanfare, which is probably why you may not have heard about it. According to TechCrunch, this better uh, positions Pandora to compete with Spotify Premium and Apple Music, at least from a pricing perspective, if not a use perspective. Both of the services also offer family plans covering up to six people for $14.99 a month. An annual subscription to Pandora's family plan or Pandora Premium Family is also available for $164.98. A year. Okay. In addition to other premium features, Premium Family includes a personalized playlist called Our Soundtrack that selects a mix of songs based on every family member's listening habits. They just finished, that is Pandora, rolling out a personalized playlist last week or personalized playlists, plural, last week, which they announced earlier this year in a bid to take on Spotify's most popular features, of course. What are some of the other features? Well, premium includes on-demand listening, PlayStation or playlist creation, downloads for offline listening, unlimited skips and replays, better audio and no ads. Hmm. All that for $14.99 a month, and you can split it among six people so you can get six of your friends, and each of you pay like what? $2? Mmm, yeah, yeah, just about $2.50 each. Well, in any case, it won't be me because I enjoy the free with ads version of Pandora and I'm just good with that. What about you? Would you be willing to try the family style Pandora or are you a diehard Apple Music or Spotify person? Let me know. Cheers. So hashtags also called the pound sign or the number symbol. What they do is they group tweets about similar topics together and they help other people find more contents on topics of interest. Now, of course, These began on Twitter, but they've taken wings and grown everywhere, so you'll find them on Instagram and Facebook. So obviously marketers like to use these on Twitter because it's easier for people to find that content, but still the vast majority of tweets don't have hashtags in them. Let me tell you about one of the most engaging hashtags, according to a study by Mention.com. Five of the 10 most engaging tweets in 2017, we're about a South Korean boy band. I'm sure we can guess which one. So 40% of all tweets contain at least one. But as I said, that means that 60% don't contain any. 500 million tweets are sent every day. And that adds up to almost 200 million tweets per day include that include a hashtag. Interesting, right? So, but let's talk about hashtag engagement. Does it really make a difference So while it may group tweets together, their study found that using a hashtag doesn't appear to increase Twitter engagement. In fact, the median number of engagements goes down with each hashtag added. Hmm, Could that be because too much? I don't know. Interesting. So. That's uh, something to think about if you're doing Twitter marketing. That doesn't mean abandon hashtags, but it's something to think about in terms of engagement because it's not the, the amount of hashtags you have. It is definitely the message, but more than that, it's also about the engagement. Otherwise, you are just tweeting to yourself. That's what's up in social media today. I will be back with some more media tech and pop culture news. Well, as Variety has smartly said, The Force was clearly not with Solo, a Star Wars story, at the box office this past Memorial Day weekend. This latest installment struggled uh, the Memorial Day weekend and they secured 103 million in nearly 4,400 North American locations over the four days, according to Monday estimates. This is way under projections. They opened with 84.7 million over three days and just 148 million globally. This represents the lowest opening for a Star Wars film since Disney took over the franchise, starting with 2015's The Force Awakens. So that was the first film in the sequel trilogy. They launched with a 248 million three day total. A year later, then came Rogue One. They debuted with 155 million, and the most recent installment before Solo, The Last Jedi. Came out five months ago in December 2017 with just 220 million. Solo did help land the best domestic Memorial Day weekend since 2014, when X-Men: Days of Future was the Future Past was the top film. However, it was not enough to land the highest Memorial Day opening. That title still goes to Pirates of the Caribbean: At World World's End, which debuted with 139.8 million in 20. 7 no 2007 excuse me The standalone Star Wars anthology film has gotten mixed reviews It holds a an A-minus cinema score along with a 71% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So not quite Rotten, but approaching its expiration date. Solo was the only wide release this weekend, which means that the rest of the North American box office was a series of holdovers. Deadpool 2 slid to number two, where it made 55 million on nearly 4,400 screens over the four days. Bringing its domestic total up to 219 million. Another was a heroic blockbuster, Avengers Infinity War. This weekend, it scored 21.2 million in 3,768 locations. In five weeks, the domestic tally has topped 626 million, while globally, it has made 1.9 billion. Mm, Well, so Disney, I guess you're not hurting so badly. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, let me know what you think. Did you see Solo? Are you a Star Wars fan, first of all? And if you are, how does this compare to the days pre-Disney? Let me know what you think, okay? I'll be waiting. Cheers. So, you're trying to figure out how to contact me off of Anchor or any of these other audio apps? Very simple indeed. All you have to do is get to me via Twitter at Tachiada, T-A-C-H-I-A-D-A. I am on Instagram at Dr. Tachi. That's D-R underscore T-A-C-H-I. And if you're interested in watching the full version of Mediascope, hop on over to Facebook to the Mediascope page, facebook.com slash Mediascope 16. Hope to see you there. Cheers.